Being Reasonable comes to you from the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Mark Solomon, and you are taking part in Being Reasonable, the weekly conversation show that focuses on how we've arrived on our steadfast views and our desire to know what is true. To participate in this friendly collaboration, all you need is respectfulness and an honest interest in the truth. We can all improve the way we form and consider our beliefs. And we can do so by being reasonable. One, two. On this week's show, we speak with Thomas. Thomas discusses his belief in the soul. To watch the full video of this conversation, please check out the Being Reasonable YouTube channel. Is there an important belief that you would like to discuss? Well, we talked about looking at the soul's journey and, um, you know, the, the whole realm, I think, is a lot of people have confusion about what happens after we die, right? We all kind of at some point in our life realize, oh, crap, I'm going to die. You know, and they go to a funeral and they're like, oh, grandma's picture. She was young like me once. That must mean I'm going to get old and die like her or whatever it is, you know. So I think people want to know, like, well, what happens, you know, and I've kind of looked into that a bit. And that's, that's an interest of mine. And, and kind of starts with the, the soul, you know, you have to identify that we have a physical body we live in, but we also have a part of us that isn't physical, it's super physical, it's, uh, it's enters into the spiritual realm. So what I would call our, our true identity, right? We we have a, a body, but it's almost like a loner vehicle, right? We don't really get to keep it like a booster rocket. It falls away as we move onward, right? And if we see it that way, it's a lot easier, I think, to, to traverse life because instead of like worrying about the body, oh my God, what's, you know, I'm like, I'm getting older. And instead of worrying about that, it's more like, Hmm, what's this part of me that's going to survive physical death that um, I should probably be more focused on right now because I'm getting closer to that point, right, where I'm going to transition <clears throat> into the next world or life. And you know, that's, that's what interests me. So if I were to encapsulate that into a, a belief, mm-hmm. would you say that, um, just trying to kind of rephrase what you're saying, that you have the belief that we survive our deaths mm-hmm. in something that is called a soul. Well, yeah, the soul is really our spiritual identity. And is that, I'm sorry, is that, but is that a good belief to discuss? I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. We're yeah about the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good. I think it's a great thing to discuss. I, th- I think it gives a lot of peace of mind to people to know that, Oh, yeah, I'm going to physically die, but I'm not going to die. The me, the, the real me, the true identity of myself will continue on into another life. And we probably should like. we probably should define some things, of course. And by soul, what do we mean? What's a what's a soul? Well, hmm, that's a good question. 
um, you could describe a soul different ways, but it is really, I mean, I could, I could explain it in some more detail, but basically it's when, <clears throat> it's when we make a moral decision, right? It like it's a part of our spiritual identity is now established, right? I kind of see it as the bank account. I was, I was going to simplify things from my own understanding. If you see the soul as a repository of, of the good part of you, right? So when you make a positive decision, like a ka-ching, a deposit is made in your eternal identity, right? The soul, let's say the soul bank. And when you make a bad decision, there's a, eh, a debit, right? And when you die <clears throat> and the universal judges, <clears throat> these beings that do such things, you know, look, look at your accounting, they say, wow, you're like, you're like in debt, you're bankrupt, you know, and you can't move something on to, if you want to call it heaven or whatever the next world is. If there's nothing to move, there's not, there's no assets to transfer to the next realm. Right. And so basically you're, you're erased as if you never were, you, you haven't built up a spiritual identity that's of any value. Right. And if you made a lot of good decisions, a lot of ka-chings, right? And they look you over and say, wow, you did a lot of, you helped a lot of people. You're a great person, a lot of love, you know, we'll move you on to the next class, right? That's, that's a simplified way of thinking of it, but it's really, that's kind of how it works. It's like, if you are good, you have reserves. If you're bad, if you're evil, there's nothing of value to send on in the spiritual realms because the spiritual realms are all made of goodness, right? They're not made of material evil and sin, right? So if uh, I'm just, and I'm trying to understand what you're, what you're saying mm -hmm. um, and you put a lot on the table there and maybe this will help me. If let's say Todd is sitting next to you and Todd and I know that you're talking about the soul and how this is your eternal identity oh. and how you can sort of rack up points or have detracted, uh, subtracted points, depending on how you can, how you behave in this, in this life. I think what you're saying. Uh -huh. And if Todd is sitting next to you and Todd says, well, before we get to all the subtractions and the additions to how we, you know, regarding how we behave. And he says, there, Todd says, and this is just Todd, that there's no such thing as a soul, that this is our life and this is uh -huh. it. Uh -huh. And if I'm, I'm just a third person and I'm hearing you and Todd speak together, how could I find out that there's something, some entity called a soul? How could I know that? Well, there's, there's certain things that can't be given to somebody, people have to discover them. Um, I can point to where to look, right? It's an inner experience that it's derived from factors such as faith. And by faith, and what faith. do you mean? What do we by mean faith, by? it's like faith in that there is actually a God or there is some spiritual realm that's next after this world. And, I'm sorry, that, but, but what, does that, what does that term mean? Like, what does the word mean? Like faith? faith? Yeah. Well, um, you know, Christians understand it, but most religionists understand what faith is. It's like faith that there is a God, faith that there is life after this world. And but for you, like, just I mean, what would be a good synonym for the word faith? If we were to substitute faith for another word, 
because uh, faith can mean well, different things to different people. Yeah. And, quite, and quite frankly, I've interviewed, had conversations with many, many people, and it's surprising how differently people can see that word. Mm -hmm. And I just would like to know what you mean by it. And that way mm -hmm. we could have a, we're not, I don't want to talk around each other that we can right. talk about the same thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, faith, I mean, there's factors of it. One is belief, right? You're willing to believe that this world we live in wasn't just created so we could have 80, 90 years and then we're history, right? It's, it's hope in a future that, um, okay. So faith is, is hope. Hope is a factor of faith, okay. right? We okay. hope for things eternal, right? Because the idea of just living and dying and going back to the worms isn't really too exciting, right? It seems like a lot of wasted energy. Like why would this whole creation of billions and trillions of planets and galaxies be put into motion just to have people bo be born and die? It seems kind of inefficient, like a waste of resources. So does, how does hoping that something is true, how does that relate to whether that thing is true? Well, the hope is kind of like the beginning of it, right? Well, I hope there's something better. And if I explore it further, hmm, you know, as I think about it and I meditate on it and I pray on it, now I'm starting to see that, yeah, I, I do believe there's this, I feel something when I, when I get into the silent space and I feel the creator, I feel a presence. And so now I'm starting to have faith, my hope, I hope it exists. And now I'm starting to believe it exists, right? Belief is that other step, right? I see. So you hope, first you start off with that you hope, mm -hmm. and then you look for information that confirms what you hope for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and if, well, if Todd is sitting next to you and for whatever reason, maybe some weird nihilist or something, and he does, and he hopes, he really hopes that this is it, that this is the end. And he hopes that after this life, there is no more. Uh -huh. Would both of your beliefs be on equal footing in that sense? Well, beliefs are just beliefs. You know, they're kind of like clothes in your closet. You wear them for a while, then you outgrow them and you put some different clothes on, you put different things in your closet, right? Oh. Beliefs are really borrowed. We don't really own anything. We just borrow it from somebody else. I didn't. I didn't invent any belief I have. I borrowed it from somebody else. Right? Is your belief true? I think it is. Yeah. I mean, true in the sense of as true as a human can understand it. There's there's more truth, but I have a certain level of comprehension of my truths. And I'm still working on others. You know, other levels of understanding. But. Yeah. But the fact that we survive our deaths through something called a soul, I think you're telling me you believe that that is an objective reality, that it is a universal truth that mm -hmm. doesn't matter what you believe about it. It's just true. Yeah, it is there. We basically wake up to it eventually, hopefully. Not everybody does, but a, a large, large number of people at some point in their life come to realize like, oh, this this life isn't it. There's more. I'm going to keep going. So, what is the primary reason you believe the belief? If you had to pick out one reason why you know it's true, hmm. what would you say? Well, I think the confirmation. You know, first I, I had it from. I had it. I had a sense of it. You know, probably in high school, I had a sense there was something else. I struggled with: Is there a God? Isn't there a God? And 
I finally concluded there is a God now to go check it out and see what it's about. You know, so I went out and did some searching and I studied with different gurus and read lots of books. And, you know, I've stayed in spiritual circles my whole life. And I've come to understand from study and communicating with other people um, how the spiritual world works. Right. And I've also through my inner work realized and discovered a relationship with the creator, if you will. Some people call him the father, some call him God, some call him the source. It doesn't really matter the name. There is no name for God. There's just whatever we choose to call him, right? It's kind of like he's nameless or it's nameless. But in that process of communicating and, you know, one thing that really convinced me was my prayer life. As a kid, I'd pray to get a toy gun or something. and I'd be all upset I didn't get the gun, right? Or whatever it was I wanted. But it was a child's prayer. and It wasn't an adult prayer. And as adults, an adult, I'll pray for something. Usually it's for something better, like or for a, or a, an ability to, or for something to happen. I, I'm really trying to get this thing to happen with these youth, you know. Now, it doesn't take a day anymore or a week at the longest, and it shows up, right? And I'm like, oh, that's right. I prayed for that, of course, right? And it's after a while, you gain a lot of confidence in the ability to be a cooperative partner with deity, if I can say it that way, right? Okay. So it seems like that you have two primary reasons why you believe the belief. One is personal experience. You've had the personal experience that the belief is true. And the second reason is prayer that Uh you have prayed for things. And when you've prayed Uh for things, they've come true. Uh And back to Todd, if Todd has had the personal experience for whatever reason, that it's, that it's not true. He just hasn't had that same experience that you've had. And, and then with prayer, whenever he's prayed for things, um, sometimes it happens, sometimes it's not. It seems like it's a crapshoot for him. So uh-huh. he doesn't, he hasn't come to experience that prayer uh-huh. a thing. And again, I'm a third person and I just want to uh-huh. believe what something that is objectively true. Uh-huh. How could I find that out? How could I discover that larger truth if it is true? Yeah, well, it's a good question. Well, it's kind of like if you're, you live in LA and you want to go to New York, you don't need to know every inch of the route, right? And if you're driving at night, you can only see 200 feet at a time, right? But you know, you believe New York exists. You've never seen it, but you believe it exists. And if all you can see is 200 feet of road at a time, it'll still get you to New York, right? And if you're willing to try, if you don't get in your car and start driving, you're never going to get to New York, right? This is, I'm just using this analogy because... People say, well, I prayed once, nothing happened, you know. It's like, well, you know, I drove five miles. I didn't see New York. You know, where is it? Did you see what I'm saying? It takes takes effort. So with you never have maybe been to New York, let's say, how do you you know that New York exists? I mean, how do you personally know that New York exists? I've heard rumors it exists, right? You've heard rumors? Yeah. Have Have you heard the rumors New York exists? I've heard them, so... And well, New, York, if, New York sounds like someplace I want to go. So I'm going to see if I can get there. If someone asks you, what is your best evidence that New York exists? What would you tell them? <laughs> your best evidence that New York exists? I've seen some pictures and I've heard of 
people say that they've been there and it's big, you know. So I have some evidence. Like I said, I haven't been there, but I've got evidence. Other people, just like with heaven or soul, I have a lot of people that say, yep, I've been there. It exists. You know, I, I, I see it. You know, I so see the shore. I see the shore and the, you know, I can yeah. see it now. So you're you saying know. with New York, uh, there's personal experience of people who've also been there. Mm-hmm. And you're also saying that there is evidence, like you've seen pictures and things like mm-hmm. that. And if Todd said, I don't believe New York exists. Todd's an interesting guy and he has some of these, seems like his interesting beliefs. Todd does not believe that New York exists. Uh-huh. What would be your go-to? How would you show him that New York exists? Show, sh- show uh-huh. him that you should probably believe that, that should probably believe in your, be in your belief system the only the only thing i could really show todd mark is that i'm i'm somebody that believes without being able to see i still believe right and that's what faith is it's seeing without evidence without physical evidence right i can actually say is there no physical evidence that new york exists well there is but again that's just an analogy it's just an example right of how of how we, we we haven't been to heaven, we haven't been to the next world, we haven't really noticed a soul existence that's kind of happening counterpart to our mental existence, right? We haven't really necessarily noticed it yet, but it's still happening, right? Would you show somebody else that wants to, let's say somebody wants to believe or know that New York exists, if it exists, um, and someone also wants to know that heaven exists, if it exists, would you use the same kinds of evidence to show them that? Mm. Well, I speak differently to different people. You know, I mean, I can speak in general terms here, but somebody that had a certain belief structure, I might speak inside of their belief systems, right? Use their terms. Like I'm meeting some Mormons tonight and I'll speak in their language because, you know, we can speak that that language, right? But so Todd, yeah. Todd wants to know. I mean, he wants... Whatever your best evidence or best reasons or best whatever for New York existing, he would like to know it because he would like to believe in that New York exists if it exists. That's the key right there. What's that? He would like to know is the key to that door, right? He would like to know. He would like to know. He will find, right? If he doesn't care, he just says, I don't, I give up. I don't, I don't believe. Well, there's not much, you know, there's not much. I can tell you, you got a mine out in your backyard. It's full of gold nuggets. And if you believe it, you go get the nuggets. If you don't, it doesn't matter what, what's in your backyard. He wants if to you're believe it, to go look for it. He wants to believe it if it's true. Well, and he's asking, it's true? well, he's asking you, he's yeah. asking you, give me some reason, evidence or whatever. Show me that it's true. So if it's true, I can believe it. And I think with telling with New York, I think you're, you're telling me that you can only have just faith that exists with, with no evidence. What, what else would have you take the first step or drive the first mile? Right. There's no evidence that New York exists. You have to rely on that on faith. Well, there's evidence. I haven't seen it, but there's evidence. There's, and you haven't seen with, it. You have not seen evidence that New York exists. Oh, I have. And I've seen evidence that the next world exists, that my soul exists. I've seen plenty of evidence for it. 
but I had to look a little bit, you know, it takes a little effort. I mean, a lot of people lay down before their troubles, right? Oh, I don't believe God. It's just, you know, this world's fine. And that's fine. We have free will, right? But if you truly long to know what is this other realm, which is really going to be our permanent identity in time, as soon as the body drops off like the booster rocket, there's nothing left except our soul identity. There is nothing else. But Todd, does, Todd doesn't believe that. Todd well, believes free will. Well, Todd, yeah. Todd believes that this is it. This is our life. Mm-hmm. And I think you're telling me that the only way to get to your belief is by a leap of faith. Is, and I think, the way you're sure des- helps. I think the way you're describing the word at this point is to know something without evidence of that thing being so. Yes. And how would you find out if it was so? That's the question, right? If Todd wanted to find out, is this real? There's ways he could actually explore it and find out. Let me ask you the question in a different way. How would you find out if it wasn't so? Well, if something is, the sun is shining. I can't find out the sun is not shining, right? I've already seen the sun. You know, there's some things you can't un- unknow, right? If your belief was not true, and I'm not saying it's not true, but if it wasn't true, is there a way that you could go about finding that out? Is there some sort of test or some way? I think. I think to a believer, there is nothing that would ever take that belief away. Nothing. Do you think it's useful to have beliefs, any belief whatsoever, not your belief or any belief, that can't be shown to be incorrect, if it's incorrect? Because if a belief can't be shown to be incorrect, then how do you really know that it's true? Well, I guess the way I look at it is, is that in the physical realm, what is really real? Can you describe what's real here? If you took a microscope and looked at anything, you just see air, you just see space. Molecules have as much space between the particle as the sun and the moon and the stars, right? It's all, it's all space. We're almost, you might say we're living in a holographic illusion, right? That's not really real, it's just temporal for the purpose of creating a spiritual identity that will go on to what I would call the real realms of spirit, spirit life, right? And the material, again, the whole material thing is just a temporal thing, uh, uh, really an optical illusion created by molecules being slowed down to the rate where they look slud- they're sludgy and material, right? We can sense them, but but as we start to speed up our vibrations, as we grow spiritually, the material looks less and less real and the spiritual all of a sudden starts to look much more real and, and permanent and, and again, And, and I, 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 I see where you're going here. And I, I kind of have to go back to... Um, Todd, Todd's having trouble getting this figured out, I can tell. <laughs> and, Todd, and Todd thinks the same way about you, by the way. That's Todd fine. thinks... Todd thinks that you have it have a difficulty figuring it out, and that's 
you know, and I, you know, and hopefully you and Todd are having a nice conversation. And, and, and because I like, you know, I like people who have different beliefs, having pleasant conversations uh-huh. and, and that's the exchange of ideas. And I like you know, how we can grow that way. And, and again, I'm hearing you and Todd talk and, and, you know, I think Todd says that, well, maybe we could come up with some sort of test, some sort of way to know that, you know, we could set up a test whether your belief is true or whether he's had this belief is true, some objective test that could be seen by, you know, a third, another third party. And we can kind of make a judgment at that point, whether, you know, whether this belief is true or this belief is true, but it seems that in order to get to your belief being true, it's going to require believing in something without evidence for that thing being true at some point. Yeah. You know, one way I heard it put is that human things must be loved in order to be known, right? Like humans, you have to love them in order to know them, right? Whereas divine things have to be, um, I'm sorry, it's, it's human things, human beings must be known in order to be loved. Once you know somebody, you kind of fall in love with them, right? Once you realize their motives and sentiments, but divine things must be loved in order to be known. So if you're willing to see a loving creator, whatever you want to call it, as a divine parent, right? And you can actually love that being, then you will actually come to know that being. And you'll actually set up a communication channel, which which maybe sounds unreal, but I've experienced it very much. I experience it daily. I'll, I'll, I'll go into a space and I'll talk to my father, my heavenly father, and he speaks back to me. And I can't describe exactly what it sounds like or how I experience it, but it's, it's a very much a real experience because I love the father. I love the creator, right? And he loves me back. And I can't show that to anybody. You are listening to Being Reasonable on WHUP. We will continue our conversation with Thomas as he discusses his belief in the soul right after this short break. downcast you know i traveled every road to every town i suppose but if there's one place i can't find it's the past if suddenly i've disappeared nothing to be feared i'm going back to dundee by the north sea if suddenly I can't be found, no I'm safe, safe and sound, in the West End of Dundee. I 
Enjoying the program and wish to help? Please leave us an Apple Podcast review. Thanks. And I can't describe exactly what it sounds like or how I experience it, but it's it's a very much a real experience because I love the Father. I love the Creator, right? And He loves me back. And I can't show that to anybody, but but I can tell somebody what it's like, well, how I experience it. And they can go try it out themselves if they're interested. If they're not interested, I can't really help them, right? It's like each person has the free will to choose salvation, damnation, if you will. You know, whatever it is, you you have the free will to choose that. And it's not my job to help Todd. I'll I'll talk to Todd all day if he's willing, but I cannot convince him, right? Let's try this thought experiment. (laughs) And And I'm not saying it's your job to convince him. Right. Uh, and I, and really, um, I'm talking more of in terms of myself, because I'm hearing uh-huh. you and Todd talk. Uh-huh. And let's, let's say that, let's use a thought experiment here. Let's say, and you might have heard this thought experiment before, but let's say that Todd believes that Buddy Holly, the musician who died, he rose, he came back, and Buddy Holly is a god now and he prays to buddy holly he he talks to buddy holly he when he has questions he uh-huh. he, he he talks to buddy holly and, as a god because buddy holly is a god uh-huh. let's say for the purposes of this of, of this thought experiment that buddy holly is not a god uh-huh. he's made it up in his head for todd's made it up in his head for whatever reason uh-huh. that buddy holly is a god and he's Praying to a God that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Could we? Sh- how could we show Todd that? Is there a way we could show him that? But Buddy Holly, you know, you're kind of wasting your time here. I know. I know it's. It might be helping you. Mm-hmm. It might. You might feel better, and it might be. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. 
just well, the belief itself might be helping, but the actual notion of Buddy Holly existing is not real. Well, it's not true. Right. Well, basically, Todd and I would be in about the same boat, really. I believe in an image of God, right? I don't, I can't see God. I can believe in a creator and I got my own, the spirit being that's on this super high level that I'll, you know, it'll take me half of eternity to ever get to the point where I can actually sit face to face with them. Right. And so it doesn't really matter. You know, the world's full of religions, just thousands and thousands, thousands of little belief systems in every little community or corner of the planet. And people worship whatever they worship. It might be some ancestors. It might be some version of God or some saint or something. And it's all worth worthship is what it is. Worship is basically worthship, giving worth to something. And that in itself is a spiritual experience, right? If it's something better than you, something higher, and you're reaching up for it, that is a spiritual experience. So we would encourage Todd then to continue to pray and worship Buddy mm-hmm. Holly, yeah. even though Buddy Holly's not, yeah. we, we just know that Buddy Holly happens not to be a real entity. Yeah. Go ahead and worship Buddy Holly because why? Why do little kids worship Santa Claus? Do we talk them out of Santa Claus? No, they figured out themselves. Oh, there's something better than Santa Claus. That was just a temporary kids thing. That was a kids level thing to worship and can't wait till Christmas, you know. And so if Buddy Holly is the best that Todd can do, then Buddy Holly is the best he can do. And then in time, he'll move up to something better, right? He'll replace that with something better. It's it's a scaffolding is what I would call it. And I would never kick somebody's scaffolding out from under him, right? Yeah, and, and what if Todd said to you that, um, I know that you have entities that you pray to and, and I'm sorry, they might be the best you can do. And, it, and it might not be real. And, and, and from my framework, it's likely not real, but maybe just maybe it will get you on to the road to believing that buddy Holly is a real God. Mm. Well, to me, progress is personal, right? It's something that when I meet somebody that doesn't know anything, I try to look for what they, what they know and try to elevate their thoughts. If I, if I can do that a little bit, right. And sometimes I can't, sometimes I can't, and I meet people, you know, the the analogy I I use Mark is that if everybody's on a scale from one to a hundred, right. Zero being just a total idiot, 100 being the brightest person ever, right? And say I'm a 50 and I meet a 48 and I can help them up to a a 49 or maybe get them up to a 50. But I want to be a 52, right? Like, man, look at that 52. I'd like to be like them, you know? And, but I don't get to be a 52 until I help the 48 become a 50, right? That makes sense. If I can't help my fellows, how, where am I going to, where, where do I get bonus points? Right. So I get, I get my rewards by making a difference for others. Right. And as I make a difference for others, it solidifies my beliefs. In other words, I don't really own any beliefs until I've given it to somebody else. Right. I mean, just because I read something in a book and, oh yeah, this is true. Wow. This is great. Well, so what? It's just, it's just the dry sands of knowledge. 
until I've actually used it, taken it out for a spin and actually made a difference in somebody's life. And now I actually own that truth. I've, I've actually demonstrated that I own it because I've given it to somebody. Right? So, so Todd, who, as we know, really believes in um, that Buddy Holly is a real, a real true God. And, right. and, and Todd says to you that how this belief system works for me is that how I get points, you know, I can rack up points for this is that I help other people believe in Buddy Holly. And I go to, uh, you know, I talk to people and, and I, uh, I help to just to part this information that I know about Buddy Holly to others. And by doing this, sure. I grow, I grow more and I uh, become a better person. Sure. And again, just from this thought experiment, we know that Buddy Holly is not real. It's, he's made it up. It's in his yeah. mind. So how does that ring to you then? Well, I mean, if Todd creates a whole congregation of Buddy Hollyists, that might be a huge benefit to all the people who had nothing prior to that, nothing to believe in. You know, so it's maybe better to believe in something that's not real than, to be, than not to believe in... We believe, in all, we believe in a lot of stuff that's not real, <laughs> a lot. Humans tend to believe in a lot of just tons of stuff that's not real. We think it's real, it's not real. Turns out, oh, that was just a, a scam or that was just, um, we got swindled by the politicians again or whatever it is, right? We're, we we, we kind of chase illusions pretty much our whole material life, right? Now, and I really mean this in a nice way. Could your belief be one of those things? Well... My belief has value to me, right? Just as Todd's belief in Buddy Holly has value to him. But does that why make would it, we does why that would make we take it... something away? Or, or or try to worry about? It? I mean, you know, and I think you're right. I think I think that you can believe in something because you believe it's true, mm-hmm. objectively true. But you'd also believe in something because it's very helpful to believe in it, and it, and that is irrelevant to what it's true what is true but if it's uh which, if it helps which is, you which is your belief where does your belief fall well i try to seek out whatever's the most true as true as i mean i have i have a sensor inside of me <laughs> i do truly everybody has it and you have to learn how to use it where i can distinguish truth i can distinguish beauty and i can distinguish goodness i have a sensor that's really accurate right it's not perfect but it's dang accurate and so if it's not truthful, if it's not beautiful, it's not good, it's probably not real, not something I'm interested in, right? And so I have a standard that I use. And do you not think it, that it doesn't, Todd, doesn't like someone like Todd would have the would say this could say the same thing to you or someone with any belief whatsoever? I don't know. Everybody has that that um, ability to distinguish truth from error. Some people would rather take somebody's propaganda, let's say, and have that be true, or somebody's distorted religion or something and say, well, that sounds true, kind of appeals to me. You know, um, we all have our biases. If your truth meter, if something was wrong with your truth meter, is there a way you could find that out? Is there a way you could discover that? Only through experience, through using it. I mean, if you've got a tool and you use it, you find out it's broken. Like, oh, I got to go get a part for this, obviously. So through use, you find out and, you know, you, you look at the results you get, right? If my tool makes beautiful furniture, let's say, 
in my carpentry tools, then it's a darn good tool. And if everything's got, got dings and scratches in it, then I have to go get a new blade or whatever it means to make that work better, right? So I think humans do learn through experience, right? But if you don't do anything, you just say, well, I don't know, so I give up. Well, you're not going to go very far in life. You're just going to be stopped, right? It's frozen in time. So it does take risk. You know, you have to go just do it. You try it out. Would you be willing to try out Todd's belief? I've already tried it out. You you tried to pray to Buddy Holly? And well, somebody else, Holly? but yeah, you know, other things. Would you try Todd's belief out? I've already been there and done that. I don't need to go backwards. I've already gone beyond that. Yeah. Well, but Todd would imagine would say, you really need to try out this to, I mean, otherwise you become stagnant and you really, Mm -hmm. you really need to try out believing specifically in Buddy Holly and why I'm trying to understand why you wouldn't believe, try to believe specifically in Buddy Holly. Why, why wouldn't you try that belief out? Well, I know that it's not a good idea to believe that humans are divine beings. I, I did the guru chase and I, I realized these are just people. They weren't any saints or anything. They're just people. You know, I, I've been there. I checked that out. And, um, you know, there's some really wonderful people out there. And I learned a lot from them, but I don't make them saints. I don't make them gods. I just make them people that have insight. That, that's so it seemed like in that situation, you had a really strong belief that maybe this person was a god. And then you came to realize at some point that this person that I was incorrect about my belief uh-huh. was something yeah, wrong. I learned to not put people on pedestals. Yeah. Was something, w- would it be possible to say that at the time you thought your truth meter was working well, but then you realized that your something was wrong with your truth meter? Mm, back then I didn't really have a concept of a truth meter, but I was looking, I was hungry and hunger is a good thing. If you're on a, on a journey, right? You want to be hungry for the next destination, right? Like, what's the next step I want to get to? And, you know, I see teachers as temporal helpers, you know, guide, guideposts along your journey, right? They're not permanent. You don't keep going back to the same sign. Oh, yeah, New York's that way. Let me, let me go back to that sign again, make sure I'm still going. You know, I don't, I don't have to go back to that sign once I've seen it, right? I can progress in the journey. So would you be interested to find out if that your belief is incorrect, if it was incorrect, is this something that you want to know or is the belief so useful to you that that would be fairly irrelevant? Well, I know my belief is temporal. Like I said, right. We just move from belief to belief. It's like clothes in our closet, right? The beliefs I have now will be replaced by higher versions of it, more complex versions of it as time passes. Right. So you're just going to get, you're just going to go to truer and truer beliefs. I sure hope so. Yeah. I don't want to go to falser and falser beliefs. That would be, well, how, <laughs> it would be how, going the wrong way. How can we make sure that you go to truer and truer beliefs? What would be a way we could get you, make sure, you know, obviously you're invent, you're invested in going in a truer and truer belief. I'm invested in going in truer and truer beliefs. I would mm-hmm. imagine most people are. How could we make sh- absolutely sure that you're going to in that direction, like a truer, truer belief? What could we do? 
Well, there's not much you can personally do unless you say something really inspiring to me. And I say, yeah, I'm going to keep, I'm keeping that one. Yeah. You know, otherwise it's really up to me. You know? and, and, and what, 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 what's the method? I mean, how do you do it? How do you get to your truer and truer complex level? I think, I think the most important thing people can do is create a relationship with source, whatever you want to call that. Just, just get a relationship started. And then that will lead you just follow the, the signs will appear, right? The directions will appear as you do that. But if you stand outside the gate and say, if somebody comes and opens the gate for me, then I'll come in, right? You're not going to get in. But, but if you just open the gate and walk in, you will enter into that realm of where you have an ongoing relationship with source. Source will guide you. You'll actually arrive at the shores of a beautiful place at one point, you know, it, it'll, and it takes you there step by step, but you have to take the journey. Right? And as you're taking this journey, you're getting to more complex truths or more truer truths. What happens if all of a sudden, Buddy Holly appears. <laughs> well, you should be a playwriter. You should write write scripts because a lot of things can happen. But Buddy Holly's not going to appear. You know, how he's do you not know? Gonna, he's not going to come out of the clouds. How do you know that? It's just a fantasy. You know it, and I know it. We don't have to speculate if Buddy Holly's going to show up. He's not. What if Todd says that your beliefs are fantasy? He has free will. He can say whatever he wants. I respect that. Yeah. And Todd says. You're not believing that Buddy Holly is a god. You have free will to be wrong. You can believe whatever you want. No, again, beliefs are temporal. I respect Todd's beliefs, right? They're where he's at currently. Some people believe that the frog in the pond is God, right? In their little village. That's fine. That's better than no belief at all, right? Having a false belief is better than no belief at all? Most of our beliefs are built on constructs, right? That were borrowed from somebody else or ancestors or whoever, right? And they're not necessarily 100% accurate. There's the best we can do with the material brain, right? The material brain is trying to enter the realm of spiritual thinking. It's not, you know, it's, it's not that easy. It's just, we have to really work at it because it's like two different languages, right? It's like... The brain wants to have facts, information, proof, data, you know, show me, show me, show me, right? Whereas the spiritual realm, all it asks for is just simple faith. The faith of a little child that believes in its parents, right? That trusts its parents. That's all it's asking for. It doesn't ask for anything else. Right? So all it requires is to, for a belief in this sense, is to have faith and to believe in something without evidence for that thing being true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really, it's really quite simple. It's nothing in the spiritual realms is difficult, but it does take effort. It does take an interest. And it's, how do, um, how do we know things that are true that we don't have evidence for those things being true? Well, knowing is the booby prize. You know what I mean? The answer, when you know something, Werner Earhart said something about when you have the answer, like it kills off every other possibility, right? <clears throat> um, 
like to decide something, side is in the word, decide, right? And side is like pesticide, suicide, <laughs> you know, formaldehyde. There's all these sides, which mean to kill off that, right? And so when you decide, you've killed off every other possibility. So if you try to decide something about God or about the soul or about the future of the, you know, what happens after I die, then you're, you, you just stopped all other possibilities from existing, right? So the biggest mistake is to decide anything. Don't try to get the, the dang answer. It, the answer will not help you, right? The, the answer is of no value. It just puts you in a spot of, oh, I got the answer. Good. Now I know. Like, you don't know anything. Knowing the answer doesn't give you anything, right? Not knowing the answer is the best place to be. Like, that way you're wondering, I wonder... I wonder what's real, right? Let me look around some more because I don't know. I don't know. But I think it sounds like you're telling me that you do have an answer. For myself, I know what's what's worked for me and I've seen it work for others. But I think you're telling me it's true. It's true for me. Can we have it's our true own, for others? Can we have our own personal truths? Of course. That aren't, we have our own experiences, yeah. Our own experiences, but can we have our own personal truths? Can Todd believe that that Buddy Holly is a true, real God, and you can have your belief, and both are equally true? They're true for us personally. They're the best. You know, truth is relative, right? Is it? Like, do you have a rheostat on your light? You can make it brighter or darker, right? Some people's lights aren't turned up very bright, but they're still a light shining, right? And some people have a real bright light. It's still just a light, right? If if I'm if I have a bag of even or odd marbles, and it's a bag of marbles, and I, I can't see in this bag, could it be said that there is an objective universal truth there? Either there's an even number of marbles in the bag or the odd number of marbles in the bag. And it doesn't matter what my personal truth is. It's just true i'm not sure of your analogy there um you know I, I don't try to get in this realms of sorting out these situations which is how do you prove what's true and what's not true i i i'm not sure because it, I mean, seem, kind of, it seems you like you can the... go there but i don't i don't know if there's much advantage to trying to sort out if buddy holly's god is better than my god or something like that it's it's like why why not encourage everybody to have a connection with source whatever that looks like at whatever space you're at right now maybe you got to go do the tarot cards maybe you're going to go take a walk in nature maybe you're going to you know meditate whatever you do i don't care it'll all lead you to the source right all attempts are are of value because they will take you in the right direction because if you try something and it's not giving you good results, it'll help make the next thing that maybe is better appear because now you've eliminated this is this isn't going to get me there. I can tell this thing. Now what's next? Oh, let me look over here. This person says they've done this and it really helps. So you go do that. And eventually it's it's like the road up the mountain, right? You take some of the paths that kind of take you back down the mountain, like, well, I'm not going down that path again. And but eventually you find the top of the mountain, right? And every time you elevate a bit and you're thinking, the view gets better. You start to see further out into eternity, so to say, right? You can start to see the shores on the other side, the eternal shores they talk about in Christianity. It's a, 
And at my age, I can see him. I'm like, I'm like itching to get upstairs to the next world because I see how beautiful it is, right? And I love, I love living here. I got my grandchildren and stuff, and I don't want to go anywhere. But I have no fear of moving on because, you know, the material world has been a great uh, adventure. It's been a let learning me, journey for me. So let, let me ask yeah. you this: Do you? have a fear of dying fear of death zero none at all no. let me ask you this if you didn't have your belief the belief that you have do you think you'd have a fear of death at that point i would mm -hmm. yeah From the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina, I'm Mark Solomon, and you've just listened to another episode of Being Reasonable. Questions? Thoughts? Connect with us at beingreasonableshow.com. See you next week.
cheese spread Plant a raised rose bed Want to make your heart fly I can Clean a small rug stain Draw a cool jet plane And cause you to cry I am just like power is to make you blue. I am just like Superman, Superman. with my super strength long overdue. I try, try to do the right thing, swooping like an airplane. I'm always on the go. My costume, my costume is bulletproof. I'm strong enough to leave a bruise, and I know how to sew. I dress in, in a red poncho, while wearing red boots that glow. I streak across the sky. I'd make a Make a good hero If I wasn't such a zero And cause you to cry I am just like Superman, Superman. And my power is to make you blue I am just like Surprise! 